welcome back. Hello, Boothangs. Boothangs. This is an Encounters episode from us, Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your fabulous ghostesses. Sabrina and Corinne. Hey. If you don't know our who's who, it doesn't really matter because we're here for the ghost stories, not for us. Yep, exactly. We are your (laughs) mysterious hosts that read scary stories to you that you sent to us. Are we alive? Are we ghosts? Just retelling our own stories via email? Because now we figured out Gmail. Who knows? I ask myself that question every day. Am I really here? Is this, is this real? Am I alive? Am I a What's ghost? scarier than the existential crisis that we're both having right now <laughs> is the fact that 2018 is almost over. <gasps> Has oh this God, year not is. just freaking flown by? Yes. And it's also been the busiest year of my life. Why is it over? I don't know. It's only going to get busier, though. How does time work? Well, I thought it was linear, but after starting this podcast and watching A Hill House Haunting, I can never say the title, right? Haunting I'm not so Hill sh- House. Yeah. I'm not so sure anymore, though. Uh, who are we? What are we? Where are, are we? we? Well, we're people here to tell you ghost stories that you guys wrote, you experienced, mm-hmm. you sent to us, and now we're just going to read them on right back on to so this thing for you. Jump right in. Why don't you go first? Okay. This is from Emma. It is called, Oh My Goodness. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Hey ladies, my name is Emma. I wrote you guys an email a while back about a few experiences. Anyway, I just yelled in my car listening (laughs) to episode 39 when you read a listener story, Michaela's, about her contacting her dad via a spirit spirit box in her college theater because I'm 99.99% sure that she's from the college (laughs) I used to attend about a year ago which I also had experiences at. Oh my gosh. When you mentioned that the college was founded on Halloween, I thought, huh, what a coincidence. Then she mentioned the haunted theater and I'm like, wait. (laughs) Then once she mentioned the bell tower, I'm sure she was talking about Concordia College in Moorhead, Minnesota. (gasps) Wait, is Minnesota MN? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. What's Montana? MT? M-O? No, that's Missouri. No, Missouri's MI. Oh my God. <laughs> Montana's MT. I need to get one of those old placemats, you know, that little kids use and has the states and the abbreviations. I need to relearn yeah. geography, clearly. I need to do that for presidents. Oh, yeah. God. If you asked me who were three presidents ago, I'd be like, I don't freaking know. We're bad. Yeah, we focus on the ghosts. We focus on the things that are dead and no longer exist in quotes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry, going back to. Her email. (laughs) This college was built a very long time ago and has quite a bit of history and local legends. In fact, the college itself has a page about the haunting slash history on campus. Uh, Hoyam Hall, Old Main, and the Francis Fraser Comstock Theater are the three main haunted locations on campus. PSA, I think you really should do an episode on haunted college campuses. Hey, we we did it. We'll probably do it again. Everything's going to come around again. We'll do. We'll hit all of the same topics because there's a million to choose from for each one. Yeah. Can I just say one of my biggest regrets is not going to a famously haunted college. Oh, famously haunted. I was like, LME was freaking haunted. Yeah, but not like haunted in like the way that this sounds. Yeah, that like the the school has a page about its yeah, own hauntings. Yeah, they acknowledge it. It's haunted enough that they can't ignore it and they have to put it on their page. Yeah, it's like, okay, this is real. Let's address it. 
Anyways, thought I'd share a couple of stories from my short time that I was studying slash living there. I had choir rehearsal in the old main building, the oldest building on the campus. Apparently, a spirit by the name of Dolly was a student who hung herself in the building because she was in love with a professor who didn't return her affection. I never saw anything there, but I definitely felt like I was being watched every time I entered the building. A few hundred feet from this building was a site of a hospital that used to be on campus grounds before the founders bought the land for the school. Did I mention this college is 126 years old? So most of my experiences come from my dormitory where I lived in Hoyam Hall. This hall has a particular history of being haunted as a girl completed suicide on one of the floors above mine. However, I did not know this until a few weeks after my roommate and I had experiences of our own and decided to do a bit of research in an effort to prove we weren't completely crazy. (laughs) About a week or so after we moved in, we would often hear papers rustling on our desks across from our beds. And since I was a super light sleeper and hated mornings, I didn't have class until 11, whereas Claire, my roommate, had an early 8 a.m. class. While I wasn't sure what time it was, I figured it was sometime in the morning and she was just grabbing her stuff before heading to class. However, after an excessive amount of time passed for her to simply be grabbing some papers, I look down from my loft and I see nobody there. But both my papers and Claire's are strewn across the desk and the floor with Claire snoozing away from the bed. Oh my gosh. Kind of freaked me out. But I rationalized it that it was probably just a breeze coming from the window, despite me knowing that they didn't open. Then things escalated. After a couple days of our papers consistently being strewn everywhere every morning when we woke up, we got kind of tired of it. So we began to put our coffee mugs on top of our assignments, which we put in folders. Finally, (laughs) it stopped. Until it didn't. Oh no, I was going to say it's a ghost who wants them to be organized. I know. Or not organized if it's throwing papers around. But then it's like, okay, put them in folders and I won't do it. Like, get your shit together. True. (laughs) (laughs) Two days after seemingly solving our messy ghost problem, we were both sleeping soundly when we both heard a loud crash. Upon waking up, we saw my heavy calendar board that was laying flat on my desk thrown across the room about six feet away from its spot on the desk to the middle of the floor. Next to it was one of Claire's empty coffee mugs sitting straight up, unbroken. Nope. Once Claire left for class that morning, we were both a little freaked out at this point. And however, I have had experiences with spirits in the past and have had to confront things like this before. I unpacked my crucifix that my mom made me take to school, but (laughs) I didn't want to hang it up because I was afraid of being labeled as a crazy religious kid. Yeah, I'm a bad Catholic. I know. (laughs) And I said some prayers asking the ghost to leave us alone. Satisfied with my confrontation to an empty room, I decided to head to class. My amateur blessing of the room stopped the physical acts, but unfortunately, it did not stop everything. In the months that followed, strange things continued to happen in only our room in our hall. Our lights would turn on by themselves along with the TV and my roommate's speaker while both of us were in class and the door was locked. Many times we thought the other one was in the room until we saw the other walking down the hallway. Oh, that's creepy. So creepy. One time as I was walking down the hall from taking a shower, my friends Sasha... Irini, our neighbors, and Claire were standing outside of my door. When they saw me, their faces turned absolutely white. Were you just in the room? Sasha asked me. I told them, no, I'd been taking a shower and getting dressed in the bathroom for the last 20 minutes. Oh, hell no, Sasha said. 
Apparently, for the last five minutes or so, while I was down the hall taking a shower, they heard my voice coming from inside the locked dorm room. Claire was over in Sasha and Irini's room hanging out when they heard a loud bang on the wall coming from our room and then my voice saying, Claire, come in here. They were all confused because they knew I had just gotten my stuff for the shower and saw me go into the bathroom a few minutes prior. And they all decided to wait outside the door to see if I was truly in the bathroom or in the dorm. As they could still hear my voice beckoning them from inside Claire and I's door room. Oh my God. Woo. That's so creepy. So creepy. It's like, why did it want Claire to be alone in the room? Right. Why was it trying to get Claire inside? I don't want to know. I'm glad that she didn't go in. I know. At this point, we decided to give our ghost a name. Bay. How original. (laughs) I know. At this point, we tended to blame a lot of things on Bay, such as our papers going missing, random spills of water in the room, paper on the floor, a random flickering of the lights, and the occasional knocking on the door that came from the inside of our room. Nope. The final event that really did it for me, though, happened at about 2.30 to 3 a.m. in the morning on Friday night. Being the non-partiers we were, Sasha, Claire, and I were hanging out in our room watching Netflix. Um, I would just like to point out that Irini was not on this list. I think she's a partier. (laughs) Called out. (laughs) So I just want to go over the layout really quick of the room. Both Claire's bed and my bed were lofts perpendicular to each other on the back wall of the room. We both had chairs underneath our beds where we would often hang out and we did our homework there. Vertically across from my bed was a long double desk with shelving on top and that's where we kept the TV. This particular night, I was laying on top of my bed while Claire was sitting beneath her bed in her chair and Sasha was sitting at the desk right ahead of my bed. To Sasha's right, the door of the room was shut tight as they were heavy wooden doors that tended to slam shut if a gust of air pushed it even a tiny bit. Also, as the building settled, the door's frames caused the doors to naturally close if slight pressure was applied, and it took quite a bit of effort to open the door. Anyways, we were all watching TV in our respective spots. We had the volume pretty low as our particular dorm had a quiet curfew of 11 p.m., even on the weekends. Mostly everyone on our floor was asleep or was out partying. And as we were hanging out watching TV in the middle of our conversation, we all watched the door handle turn slowly. No. We all kind of looked at each other, half expecting one of our friends to come in. However, this was an old dorm, and the floor was very squeaky right outside of our room, and you could hear anyone coming down the hallway from 10 feet in either direction. Slowly, the heavy door opened all the way and stood completely open. From all of our different angles in the room, we all saw that there was nobody anywhere near our door. We all looked at each other as there was a stillness in the room. Then, in my most motherliest mom voice i said close it (laughs) as if i was scolding a small child to our absolute shock we all witnessed the door slowly close itself quietly clicking in the door jam oh (laughs) in sasha's words y'all just saw that right so in other words i've got a mom scolding voice that affects even spirits don't mess with me (laughs) After that event, though, absolutely everything stopped. The papers, the voices, the knocking, everything. So yeah, thought I'd share that as I thought it was really cool that somebody else, I think, anyway, had a paranormal experience at the same college I attended. Stay spooky, ladies. Emma. Whoa. Pretty crazy. And it's like, why did it just stop? Like, did it just want to be acknowledged? And then the second that 
and I was like, hey, close the door. It was like, finally, you acknowledge me. I'm done. I'm out. Right. But she also had done the whole like putting up the cross and talking to it before. So I don't know. And it makes me think like at first I was like, okay, well, this just might be like someone who passed away here. Like they they do have a history of someone who completed suicide. Right. A female in that that building. Building. Yeah. It could have been in that room or maybe she just felt like some sort of connection to these girls and thought Mm -hmm. they could be friends. But But then like the pretending to be yeah to be emma and beckoning claire into the room trying to convince her to come into the room creepy as anything come in here come in here claire i need you help me oh yeah freaky yeah don't like that that's scary that's definitely a haunted school super haunted and now we know where i'm gonna go back to college to you're going to redo undergrad just so you can stay in that dorm? Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. What's on deck? That's a good question. <laughs> this is from Jenna, who always does doodles and stuff. She's on Instagram, JB Doodle Art, and she always does the fun art stuff for us as you eat a big cookie. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk, it's my opportunity to eat. So I'm eating a cookie. Okay, well, this is from Jenna. She says, Hello, friends. So, when I was listening to episode 44, someone mentioned phantom chanting because being the most terrifying experience. I can tell you to a part, I swear, I just forget who said it. LOL. Anyway, I remember my experience with phantom chanting. I was around 10, and my family and I were on our way home from vacation. As we were driving, the car inexplicably began to overheat, and all of the lights on the dash started flashing. My dad is a freak about car maintenance and kept everything in tip-top shape. There was no reason that this should be happening. And by the way that my dad was acting, I could tell it was not a normal car problem. There was a pull-off on the road ahead, so my dad pulled over to see what was going on. As he was inspecting under the hood, my mom and I decided to get out and stretch our legs. My mom started telling me about the history of the area. Apparently, we pulled over at the site of an abandoned building called the Grandview Hotel, aka the Ship Hotel. It was a restaurant shaped like a big boat just built off the side of the highway, and its claim to fame was its view. You can see three states and seven counties from the ship as it sits high atop one of the Allegheny Mountains. Side note. super cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Side note, we were going down the mountain, so that's not why the car acted up. The restaurant opened in the early 1930s and was a popular attraction until the 1970s when people found more exciting shit to do. So pretty much, (laughs) it had been sitting unoccupied, unused for 30 years. As the 10-year-old me was standing at the barrier between the road and the cliff's edge trying to appreciate the view, it was summer and it was so pretty with all the trees. I noticed that people had written their names along the barrier. Always a lover of handwriting, I had to make my mark. As I started writing my name, I suddenly felt felt a feeling of dread. I stopped what I was doing and realized I could hear something coming from the very clearly abandoned ship. Ooh. I looked over at my mom and could tell she heard it too. The sound gradually grew louder and I can only describe it as unintelligible chanting. This sick feeling grew worse as the chanting grew louder. It seemed to have a vibratory hum buzzing that you you could literally feel. The air was thick with it. I turned around to see my aunt, who was sitting in the car, looking towards the ship as well, with a horrified look on her face. My dad, who had been nose deep in the car engine, heard it too. My dad, always cool and collected, calmly but firmly told my mom and I to get back in the car. I could tell he was scared, which terrified me even more. We scurried back in, and my dad started the car without a problem, and we drove off. He didn't see anything wrong and therefore didn't fix it. It just started up again without an issue, and nothing like that happened with the car again. Later that year, the ship burned down. I'm not sure if they found a cause of the fire. 
Fast forward five-ish years, and I'm a sophomore in high school, English class. We had a student teacher for the day who had a writing exercise planned for us. She brought in two big cardboard boxes, each filled to the brim with loose photographs, and called us up one by one to blindly select a photo. We were then supposed to make up a story to go along with the picture. On my turn, I reach way to the bottom of this box, crammed with literally hundreds of photos, and pull out, you guessed it, a picture of the fucking ship hotel in its heyday. I freaked out. My friend who knew the phantom chanting story was freaking out too. Like, what are the odds? Of course, my short story was about a haunted ship. LOL. We returned the photos and moved on. Later that day, I reached into my purse for a pen and pull out the picture of the damn ship. My friend swore she didn't sneak it in there, but I think she probably did. I hope she did. Regardless, yeah. it still scared me shitless, and I still have the picture at my mom's house to this day. I've attached some Google images for your viewing pleasure. The end. Stay beautiful, Jenna. Yikes. That's a little creepy. And it sounds like it's almost like hinting the ship itself is like this weird haunted entity that's hinting at her like, yes, you did experience something. Yes, this is real. Yeah, and it like... I think something wanted them to stop. That's why it caused the car issues to pull them, make them pull over and come to the view of the hotel or restaurant, whatever it is, ship hotel. And then like something ominous was happening there. It's like following her. Or maybe she's the one person who can figure out all of the clues and, and know the truth behind the mystery. She's the one. She's the chosen <laughs> one. So it was trying to lure her in. But What's she's the mystery? Just re- she's just rejecting all of the clues. She's the like, mystery no. of what? The mystery of the haunting. Why the ship really closed down. It wasn't just that people had other things to do. <gasps> there was a murder. There was a murder. And someone did it. <laughs> oh, I want to do a murder mystery party so bad. Oh my God, me too. I wonder if she kept the photo. She said she, she did. She, she said she has it at her mom's house. Oh, clearly I wasn't listening fully. <laughs> I was just go, going off thinking about the photo because she included a f- the photo in the in the email. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's your next one? My next two are both from uh, two different girls named Natalie, but we're going to start with this first Natalie. It's called Bittersweet Ghosts. Hi, girls. This one has a bit of feels in it, so I'm sorry. My dad passed away when I was in seventh grade due to a bad lifestyle. Don't do drugs, children. For some weird reason, I didn't really mourn his death for the first few weeks. I guess it was just shock. A few months later, I had my first and last dream about my dad. I was sitting in our house, and my dad walks in through the front door and sits beside me. I'm looking at him like, dude, where have you been? well aware that he's already passed by the way and he just shrugs a little and watches the tv and i'm like all right and my brother walks over and is like who are you talking to and i'm like dad and my brother looks at me very confused and goes dad's not there he's dead nat and i'm like obviously he's not he's right here my dad puts his hand on my shoulder and smiles and goes he can't see me i'm here to talk to you (laughs) At this point, I felt a major wave of calm and let him talk. I can't remember his exact words, but I know it was something along the lines of, I just want you to know that I'm proud of you and please take care of your brother. He's very sensitive now. I love you both and I will see you again. And with that, he kissed my head, got up and started walking out the door. I broke out of my calm and was screaming and begging for him to come back because it just wasn't enough for me, but he never turned back around. The second he shut the front door, I woke up. Up until that point, I didn't cry 
but I couldn't stop crying all morning. That was nearly nine years ago, and I've had no dreams about him ever since. But he did make a pit stop a few months ago when I was driving home from a party. I was turning on the intersection for my street with the green left arrow, so my right of way. And right before I turned, I heard my dad's voice very calmly say, Stop. Oh. So I stopped my car because I'm not a rebellious child. And within a foot of my car, another car comes barreling down the intersection, running their red light. And if I had moved forward, they would have T-boned the shit out of my car. I sat there in the intersection just like, shit, okay. And I drove home with no more incidents. That's about it. Keep killing the game, you guys. Natalie. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So amazing. And that dream definitely had more than one purpose. It was like her dad wanting her to know it's okay, but also like letting her know it's okay to grieve, giving her the permission to be sad. Yes. Yeah. Because it sounds like she was being strong for her brother and he even knew that she had to be strong for her brother. But like you can take on this sadness too. It's okay. Right. I'm here for you, Nat. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's so powerful. And then he saved her life. Yeah. It's like he did the dream visitation because he clearly realized that she needed a little extra visit from him, a little she was yeah. having a hard time as who wouldn't, you know. Right. Um but then after the dream visitation, which is like, okay, I'll let her go, live her life, and I'll just watch over her. And then clearly this is the moment that he was like, okay, I got to step in. I can't. Yeah. Can't just let her like be without oh. me in this moment i love that i love the idea of like because so often when our loved ones pass away we want signs from them and we want them to come see us and i feel like we think it's a lot easier for them than it is and so when they come it's like a very calculated there's a very clear purpose for it Mm -hmm. yeah those are so beautiful those are the stories that occur where whenever the debate comes up it's like our ghosts really just like phantom hiccups in time or like a a mix a crossing of the wires between timelines or glitches in the matrix or whatever it's like no no not those ones those can't be right this one can't be but i think it's i mean it's confusing we don't know like some of them could be some of them could be there doesn't have to be one category that all ghost stories fit into there can be so many different Types, Mm -hmm. so many different reasons behind them, so many different types of spirits. Maybe some of them aren't even spirits at all. Maybe they're real people in other planes. We don't know. But (sighs) yeah, we don't have to fit every everything into one box. Wow. Okay. I have another story that makes you question what's going on in the paranormal world. Okay. Okay. This is from Heidi. And the story is called The Little Girl in My Basement. Uh, Hello, ladies. I don't want to hear this. (laughs) No, this is an amazing story. I think I've I think I've mentioned to you this story before and i was like i can't wait to read it to you okay okay it sounds scary though from the title hello ladies i found your podcast on spotify a week ago and i've been hooked ever since normally i listen to music in my car but for the past week it's been nothing but tgog i am so hooked (laughs) anyway hearing all of the stories inspired me to share one or two of my many experiences with you guys so here it goes I should start by mentioning that almost every house I've ever lived in has at least one spirit in it, and I grew up hearing my dad tell his stories about the ghosts in his house in New York. So although I still find it a bit creepy, paranormal activity is not that unusual to me. The first house I can remember living in was extremely haunted. I remember being about six years old and playing with my older brother near the stairs. Glanced over my shoulder, did a double take, and said, Heidi, look! and pointed behind me. I glanced back in time to see a dark shadow speed past me so fast that my hair moved in the breeze. 
We both watched as Shadow speed up the stairs right into my bedroom. The entire experience lasted maybe five seconds, and I completely forgot about it until about eight years ago when my uncle was visiting us and mentioned things that had happened to him in that house. So we all started sharing our stories. None of us had ever talked about it, and as we were talking about it, we realized that every single one of us had had several paranormal things happen to us in that home. This is why we share our paranormal experiences with our family Mm -hmm. immediately. Mm Mm-hmm and make them believe if they don't. I can share the story sometime if you'd like. That house confirmed for me that ghosts do exist and I've been interested in the paranormal ever since. We moved from that house when I was seven, but I've continued to have paranormal experiences. I'd always assumed that the houses or apartments I lived in were haunted and that and that the reason I was the only one to hear or see things was because I'm just more aware of it. Every time I experience something, I share it with my brother, like the time I woke up one morning to my dogs growling and I heard a man walking through my apartment and whistling even though I was home alone. Oh my gosh, that totally re- reminds me. My parents, when they lived in Guilford, New Hampshire, and I was just a baby. We were there mm-hmm. until I was like three years old. There was a man who would whistle going through the house. The That's whistling man. Eerie. It's like a mix of like, it's a very sweet spirit who's just like, whistle <laughs> while we work kind of thing. But then also like, if you're alone and you hear a man whistling, it's also kind of ominous and creepy. Yeah. I guess it takes some getting used to it, and then you're like, oh. Yeah he's around (laughs) okay she says or the time i called the police because it sounded like someone had broken into my house my dogs were going nuts and i heard someone walking up the stairs only for the police to find absolutely nothing in my house my brother always insisted that there was just something about me that draws spirits to me i would laugh that off and tell him he just wasn't observant enough to see and hear it until about three years ago a psychic medium confirmed that there is just something about me so my husband and i bought a house three years ago and immediately started renovating it The house is only about 15 years old and we knew the previous owners, so we know that no one died in the house and there's no disturbing history that would cause a haunting. Before the house was built, there was nothing but farmland for several generations. Regardless, within about four months, I started hearing things. Nothing that seemed malicious or angry, just the odd knock or shuffle here and there. One morning, I was sitting at the dining room table and I heard two quick knocks on the table. My dogs heard them too and started barking. I would talk to the spirit and say things like, I know you're here and we can share this space as long as you're respectful. So for several months, I continued to hear the knocks. A cabinet closed when no one else was in the house, or it sounded like shuffling feet. I thought maybe the renovations were stirring up spirit activity. It seemed like something was trying to get my attention, but I had no idea why. My husband, of course, never seemed to hear anything unusual, or if he did, he found a way to explain it as not being paranormal. So in October, when a radio station was doing Halloween celebrations and giving away tickets to participate in a group reading by a medium, by a psychic medium, I immediately called and tried to win them. I never win anything, but somehow I was a lucky caller to win a pair of tickets. Ooh. Uh-huh. That's awesome. That's such a good giveaway. I would love to win that. That evening, I sat down with about 15 other people, and I'd only been in my seat for about 10 minutes when the medium interrupted the reading she was doing, pointed at me, and said, there's someone that wants to talk to you. She finished the reading she was doing and told me that my grandpa wanted to talk to me. She went on to give very specific details about him and told me things about my life that there was no way she could have known. I was blown away. She also said, but I know you're not here just to talk to your grandpa. What brought you here tonight? I quickly explained the things that I'd been hearing in my house and that I knew something was trying to get my attention, but I didn't know why. She told me that I was right. There was someone in my basement trying to get my attention, and I was immediately creeped out. Why is it always (laughs) in the basement? She made it even more creepy by telling me that there is a little girl and that she is showing herself in a pretty gruesome way. Much like a stereotypical horror movie, she had blood all down her face. The poor girl had died in some kind of impact, likely a car accident. I asked if the accident had been near my house, and that's why she was in my basement, and the psychic medium told me no, but that I know the girl's mother. 
Her mother is or will be an acquaintance of mine. Oh, oh, that's such a big clue. Uh-huh. I was pretty baffled by this and asked why she was in my basement if the accident hadn't happened near my house and I may not even know her mother yet. She said that the little girl had chosen me to help her. The spirits know them very aware of and in tune with spirit activity and that I'm willing to help them. This little girl had chosen me to help her give a message to her mother. She described the girl's mother and still to this day, I have no idea who it might be. She also said that when I found the mother, I would just know who it is. It may be someone I work with or someone I would work with in the near future. She also said I would know the message that I'm supposed to give the mother when I found her. The medium told me to consider whether or not I wanted to help this little girl ghost in my basement. And if I did, I needed to talk to the girl and tell her to find a way to bring the mother into my life. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Pressure. The next day, I did, did just that. I sat down at my dining room table and I felt a little foolish talking to something I couldn't see. But I told her that I'm willing to help, but that I have no idea who her mother is. I also told her that in the meantime, she is welcome to, to continue to stay in our house as long as she doesn't try to scare us. And that bothering me, my husband, or my dogs when we are sleeping is not allowed because I cannot imagine anything more terrifying than waking up in the middle of the night to a bloody little girl in my bedroom. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just standing there and going, Mom? <laughs> so scary. <laughs> the activity immediately died down, and for weeks I tried to figure out who this girl's mother could be, but no one fit the description I had been given. I have since worked at two different hospitals, I'm a nurse, and when I started at each hospital, I would be on the lookout for a woman who fit the description. I still think about this little girl every once in a while, but I have yet to find anyone that fits the description the median gave me. I do still occasionally hear things in my house, and about the time I started at my current hospital, the activity really picked up. I heard the basement door close one night, even though no one else was in the house. I started hearing knocks and shuffling again, and one morning a few weeks ago, I woke up to the faux flowers that are usually in a vase on my nightstand, out of the vase and neatly laid next to it, photo attached. I don't know what it all means. Maybe I'm finally about to find the girl's mother, or maybe it's not the little girl at all. Maybe another spirit has been trying to get my attention so I can help them. I have no idea. Anyway, thanks so much for taking time to read it all. I love your podcast and will continue to binge it every chance I get. Heidi. I hope she kept the card of that psychic. That I know. Medium. So she can go back. I'd be like, I'm coming to you every month. But it's so interesting. It's interesting because like you can be given this message and have no time frame for when it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You just wait. You have no idea. Uh, it's so interesting and fascinating. and But it's amazing that she has the ability to help these spirits. I know. It's so ghost whisperer. It really is. Or like medium. She's she's the next Jennifer Love Hewitt slash Patricia Arquette. I need another show like that. Have you seen both of those? Yeah. All the way through? Oh, my gosh. They were like... All the way through. Other people would come home from school and like high school and whatever, and they watch... I don't know. What are the normal shows? Full House? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they'd watch Full House. I was watching Ghost Whisperer and... Me too. Medium. And Medium I watched them with my day. mom. It, it was so good. I love so good. them. Oh, it's so interesting. Like, I wonder what the little girl needs help for. Like, why is she... Oh, what if like she is the one who died in the accident? She just wants her mom to know she's okay. Oh, she probably. Oh, so sad. It's so, so sad, sad to think of like little kid ghosts. I know. And how well, confused they must be. I hope Heidi updates us if she yeah. ever does figure out exactly what it is. Me too. I am so curious. Okay. Sabrina, do not click on this email. Okay. Have you clicked on it yet? No. Don't click on it until I tell you to. Oh my God, okay. 
This is from another person named Natalie. Sabrina, don't click. I'm not. You see my hands. My hands are up here. Keep your hands up. Hey, ladies. Just started listening to your podcast and I love it. Only on episode three. A little about me. I'm a huge paranormal fan, even though I'm the biggest baby when it comes down to the real shit. Join the club. I grew up... I grew up in a home that was haunted by a really nice man who just loved to party. <laughs> Whenever we had people over, he would seem to be in our presence. So safe to say I've only had good experiences, but still chilling no matter what. Anyways, since I'm listening to Caught on Tape, I thought I would share this creepy ass photo of my friend's little sisters. They were having oh, no. a sleepover and were taking photos from the, your laptop as you do during sleepovers. There were only four girls there. And in all of the photos, only four girls appeared besides just one photo. In this photo, there are five. Look at the girl in the back. They have no idea who she is. Weird. Sabrina, click on it. Oh, my. (gasps) It's like a heart attack. I can't even look at the photo. Because the person doesn't really (gasps) look like a normal, normal person. Oh, my. Is Is it not the scariest thing you've ever seen? Oh my god, it's like popping up behind. I'm frozen. It's yeah. popping up behind one of the girls' faces and like like trying to get in the photo. Yeah. This it's is what, looking so at the camera. When we get ghost photos sent to us, I usually show every single person in my life, whoever I come into contact with, I'm like, look at this photo I just saw. But this one I've only shown like one person because there's just I can't look at it about anymore. It. That, yeah, I am not looking at all. There's just something about it that makes me look that makes me think like we should we shouldn't be sharing it. You know, it just looks a little off. Yeah. What? But we can ask Natalie if we can share it and, you know, blur out the other girls' faces for privacy. I mean, there's just so many possibilities. It could just be like a it it looks like a young girl. But the hair is kind of like I don't But know. like who knows how I'm, this girl died? I know. I'm like sinking back into the couch because I'm scared. I know. I, I like want to keep looking. It's like it is scary. Don't look. Yeah. She said, just thought I'd share this creepy weird story. I'm sure you get a lot of them. Have a great day, Natalie. No, Natalie. We don't get ones like this. I. Oh, God. It yeah. scares me. Like to to think that that spirit is just like hanging out at your house. Yes, I know. I responded to her and I was like, my heart is pounding and I'm so mad at myself for zooming in on the photo. <laughs> I know. It's one of those things that like you can't look away. Like I keep going, I keep clicking out of it because I'm scared and then I keep going back to it just to look at it again. And then I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? I know. I'm clicking out of the email. I can't stand it anymore. We'll we'll ask if we can post it so other people can see. Yeah. And of course, we'll do one of those like cover photos. So it's like oh, slide at wait. your own. Swipe I at your own risk. I just got real close to it and now it's just like staring at me. No. It's like it's once you see it, it's burned into your mind forever. Because it has like a kind of like, but it looks like it's just like joining in smiling in the photo, but like it has like an ominous kind of look to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. Oh, just catching ghosts on. Because it's like usually aside from that one other photo that we've posted on our Instagram of the girl from the plane crash. Mm Mm-hmm. Most ghost photos are like a light spectrum that you see in the shape of a human. Yeah, these, or like even the one that we posted where that woman was sitting at her kitchen table and she yeah. took a picture of the like demon in the corner and the reflection of the window. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like, At least it's more of like a blurry sort of outline. Like you get the gist, but you don't mm-hmm. have clear details. But this is like a very clear. You can see like the they eyebrows. Skin. Yeah. They have hair. They are fully formed human vessel. Yeah. Well, hopefully we get to share it. And if you guys have ghost stories of your own, please email them to us. Our email is twogirlsoneghostpodcast at gmail.com. Scare us, please. We love it. As much as we hate it, we love it. And um, (laughs) we have social media. We have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. Make sure you answer the two questions to get into our Facebook group. And you can share all your fun, scary, creepy things that you can't share with all your normal friends. We are your creepy friends. And join us. (laughs) Join us. Rate and review us on iTunes if you enjoy the podcast. If you want to represent our podcast, you can purchase merchandise Mm -hmm. uh, via our website. We have it through our big cartel shop. And then um, you can also donate to us on Patreon if you want to support in that way. Each tier have they all have different perks yeah we actually like recently started doing our phone calls because we have in some of the tiers it's a phone call with our ghostesses and they have been so much fun you guys are so cool we and then we get to like actually hear people's voices tell us their own ghost stories yeah it's fun so if you want to donate to us and um we have a live show coming up at the hollywood improv on january 13th at 9 p.m uh general admission is 25 dollars Hell yeah. And VIP is 50 and tickets are selling out fast. So um, support us. Show your support by coming to our live show. Yes, please come because if this is our first live show, so if tickets sell, then that means we can continue on to other other towns and cities. So this one's important. And we will. See you on the other side. side. Very spooky.